Hello everyone, my name is Gareth Rafferty and welcome back to the Building from the Bottom podcast. This week it is just me and I'm going to be talking through some of the things that have been going on over the past few weeks since the last time it was just me and also what's been going on over the past nine months that have led to where I am now as well as a lot of other things that I'm sure you guys will enjoy. Just to set the scene, it's currently 3.48 in the afternoon here in Madrid and it's Sunday the 10th of March 2019 and I'm sat on my bed with the sun shining outside, two notepads and my microphone. And without further ado, let's get straight into it. So this week I've been doing a lot in regards to my website because I'm really, really hoping to launch that probably within the next week um, and then start picking up clients. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I've never really been the best at website design. I've never really got into it. And so for me to do this, it was something a bit different. And I tried designing a website a few months back. I don't know whether I told you guys about that, but anyways, so that's what I've basically been doing. And I've been doing that using Squarespace. And one of the biggest challenges I've had is picking a color scheme because colors kind of mean everything. It's all about like the psychology of colors. And I've been researching that a little bit to find out what colors best represent the brand that I want to make. And it's been interesting. It's definitely been interesting. I mean, even with images, which has been quite difficult, picking images that are suitable for the web page, but also have the colors in. At the moment, the colors I'm looking at are black, white, some form of a charcoal type gray, and a bright orange and the orange is that kind of color splash that is going to add a bit of character to the website and the reason I chose orange is because it's close to red so it has very similar meanings to the color of red and red means leadership and passionate and all the other things that you would assume red to mean, but orange means more caring and um, also that slight passion. Um, Yeah. So that's basically what orange means. And so I wanted a color that was like red, but wasn't used everywhere. Like the color red, because there's a lot of brands that use the color red and I wanted something that would stand out and so orange you don't see it as often and so that's why I picked that color in particular and then black and white because they look neat they look modern they look fresh Um, and I'm using a lot of white space on the website to bring out the blackness and then I'm doing the opposite on some parts of the web page so it's just like mainly black and then you've got white boxes with black text which bring out the 
text a bit more and makes it stand out. And so playing around with the website for the past week to two weeks has been really interesting for me. And I'd say it's going well so far. I've been on a lot of live chats with Squarespace recently, trying to get more ideas and trying to learn new bits about the website and ask what can this website really do? And whilst creating it to make it look the best part, the best possible when I finally launch it probably in the next few days, because with Squarespace, it gives you, I think it's 14 days free to basically design a website and then they request that you start paying. And so my days run up on the 12th, which is in two days and fingers crossed I can get all of that designed in the next two days. Something else I'm going to be designing Um, I did ask a designer to do this, but then it didn't go exactly as as planned and I decided to change the name of the company. Um, And so, yeah. So I've decided that I'll just design the logo and then try and design it on Illustrator. Fingers crossed that goes well. I can design basic shapes on Illustrator and I have designed things previous. Um, so I've designed the logos on paper and then in the future, um, maybe depending on how well they go, I'll get a professional to do them. Um, but we'll see how that goes. I'm going to be doing that over the next few days and I'm going to use the university computers to do that because I don't actually have Adobe Illustrator on my laptop. Um, So that's what I'm going to be working on over the upcoming week. And yeah, fingers crossed it all goes well. I've got quite a clear design and a concept behind the design. And so I think it should go well. Next point in my diary that I've included is the past nine months I've had this podcast now for about nine months and well, I believe it's nine months. I haven't counted it by the day, but that's roughly the time I think I've had this podcast and been talking about starting a business. And if there's anybody else watching this that has started a business before, or maybe they own their own business at the moment, nine months seems like a lot of time to start a business. When realistically, all you need to do is think of a name, make a logo, and design a website and social media pages, and then you're kind of done. And nine months to do all of that seems like a lot. And it's something that I've thought about a lot, especially quite recently. I've been thinking about it a lot because, um, and I've been thinking how far I've came over the past nine months because nine months is a long time. And from saying I was going to start a business nine months ago to now, what what has changed in regards to me saying I was making a website about six months ago to me making a website now? And what have I actually done to progress? Well, this is something I've been thinking about a lot. And I wanted to discuss what has actually happened over the past nine months um, to lead me to the position I'm in now and what's changed. Well, Nine months ago, I said I wanted to start a company and the name and everything was kind of all at once and it just like 
like the, the name I originally had was Net Social, and that just came out of the blue, like most ideas do. But then I couldn't really explain fully how it linked to my business, and I, I had my concepts, but it wasn't very strong. It was just a concept, and so over the past nine months, I started working on the website. Um, but then I kind of had a few months off and looking back, I can see how, like why the business didn't move anywhere because I wasn't doing anything to help it move forward. So it's not going to move forward. And that was probably from September through till about November time, November, December. Um, but everything I've said, Right now, it's, it seems quite negative because nothing has moved. However, over the past nine months, I have learned the legal way to set up a company in the UK and like the types of different companies. And I knew the types of different companies, but I didn't know um, what I had to do with the government in order for them to be official. And so over the past nine months, I've learned that. I've learned that if you want to start a company, you don't technically have to fill out any forms. You just need to um, fill out a tax sheet every year, um, which is completely fine. And then if you want to set it up as a PLC, is it a PLC? No, if you want to set it up as a limited company, that's when you have to register yourself with um, this website called Companies House, as well as still filling out those tax tax sheets and when you register yourself as a limited company that gives you a lot more protection and it takes the onus of the business off you because when I set up the company if I severely mess up another company that I'm working with and they decide to sue me um, people can take away my possessions whereas when it comes to a limited company um, the company's property is the company's property and your property is your own property. Um, and so if someone does get around to suing you, when you're a limited company, they only take away the company's things as opposed to my things, which basically is something I was scared of. But I'm not that scared at the moment. I, I think initially I'm going to start up with just a normal company where I own the company. Um, I can't remember the specific business term for it, but it's a company which I'm going to own and it's not going to be a private company. It's going to be the one before that. I can't even remember what that's called. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm going to be working on. Um, that's what I learned. And that actually took me far lot longer than I expected because I was, contact, I was contacting the government and trying to figure out who to contact, which I did through Google. And then I contacted them and they didn't really fully understand it. And they were looking online whilst I was looking online and it didn't really make much sense to either of us. So that took me a while, probably a lot longer than I expected it to take. And then I've also, over the past nine months, learned a lot about digital and social media marketing. And that's just from reading about it, um, doing things from a personal brand, um, speaking to people through like meetings and 
Zoom meetings and Skype meetings, those type of things, um, messaging people. And yeah, just kind of just networking and speaking to people and gaining knowledge. And I can definitely say I'm in a much better position than what I was nine months ago saying I was going to start up a company. And now, especially over the recent past few weeks, I've been on multiple phone calls with some of my closest friends on LinkedIn and they've shared information with me, as you would have known from previous podcasts, if you listen to them, that they've taught me more about sales. So Evans Duran taught me a bit about sales and so did Luke Williams. And yes, so they've taught me a lot about sales and now I feel more comfortable to go forward in the market. Whereas before I was quite nervous. Now I feel comfortable and now I feel confident in taking what I have to market and getting out there really, because I listened to a motivational video. I can't remember who it was by, but they basically said that um, if you're not, well, if you're hesitant to do something, it's usually because you have lack of information. And I think that's definitely what I had. I had lack of information about the physical business environment. And now I know that I would feel happy setting up a company in whatever area and helping other people set up their own company. But because I didn't know that and because it was my first business, it did take a lot longer than I expected. And it didn't help that I had a few months off. I customers off because I wasn't working towards the business, but I was still gaining knowledge during that period. And I used to think until quite recently, actually, that I was just slacking for the whole nine months, but looking back and fully accepting what's happened over the past nine months, I've realized that actually over the past nine months, I've learned a lot. And it's all part of the process because if I had started then, I wouldn't have any idea where I would be now. Um, the business, I could have started the company and then the company failed for whatever I know. Um, so yeah, I think I'm a lot more confident now and I'm a lot more equipped to make decisions in business as opposed to where I was nine months ago. And it's quite crazy when I think about it, about how, like how much my knowledge has grown over these past nine months. It's quite scary actually. But now, um, yeah, I'm feeling a lot more confident about going into the marketplace and going out there and starting a company in comparison to where I was nine months ago. And I've accepted which I think is a key word. I've accepted what's happened over the past nine months and I've moved on. And so that's good because I used to regret what had happened and um, let it run through my mind a lot. And so acceptance for me has been really, really helpful. I want to dive a bit deeper. 
things like the reasons why I'm doing this and where it all stems from, because I don't think I've ever spoke about this. I remember back to one of my first weeks of year nine. Um, I think I was about 14, 15. And we got told to write down what we're going to do in the next 10 years. And crazy enough, that was five years ago, which is actually quite scary because, wow. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I've got on this sheet. And there's no way on earth that I'm going to find this sheet. It's probably been burnt or something like that. But I remember writing down that I was... I was going to go to Wolverhampton Uni, which was my local university. I think it was Wolverhampton Uni or well, New York University. It was one of the two. And you, you'll know why New York in a second. And then I, I said I was going to graduate there with, I don't even have a clue what career choice I was pursuing at that point. I think it was computer science or games testing degree or games design, something like that. And from that point, I also said that in, in 10 years time, I'm going to be living in an apartment in New York. And it's quite crazy that that was that, that, was that long ago. Wow, I can't believe it was five years ago. That means technically I've got five years until I'm supposed to be living in New York. It could be achievable. We'll see how this goes. And I'm sure I'll revisit this in the future. But New York, ever since I heard about New York, it's always been something that, well, a place where I've always not just wanted to go, but I've always wanted to live there. And it's not the fact that it's the city. It's just, I just feel something about that place. I feel like I should be there. And it's like a calling. and. At that point, I didn't even know anything about business, but I had that goal to go and live in New York. And it, I definitely think it's achievable, but as most of you will know, well, the older audience would know, um, or anyone interested in like real estate and prices and things like that, um, will know that the cost for an apartment in New York is really expensive and so yeah that comes to my next point which is I've wanted to earn a lot of money and I'm not saying this in like a well I don't even know what type of way but I wanted to earn a lot of money and I'm not just saying this because I mean most people want to earn a lot of money but I would like financial freedom and I've touched on this point before about like I wanted to earn money before I even knew what financial freedom was and I ever since when I was younger I found out that my brother turned who, who was my older brother but turned out he wasn't actually my brother Um that's such a long story short Um I felt like I've always had to provide for my family because I'm the oldest male and it's it's such a traditional way of thinking and an ancient way of thinking, but it's, it's just how, how I perceive it. And so um, 
I remember when I was younger, I always had to pour my sister through it. And it's kind of put me in that kind of father figure position. Like I've always had to look after them. Well, and by them, I mean my siblings. And so it's, I think that's where it stems from. That's my only guess anyways, um, of where that stems from. And so, yeah, New York, um, five years ago, I said I was going to be living there in 10 years. And well, we're halfway there. You never know. Fingers crossed this business goes well. And if it does, and when it does, then New York is going to be where my second office will be opened or third office, depending on business, depending on a lot of things, actually, not just business. And yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because it's that moment. I never expected it to ingrain in my head as much as it did. And so sitting in that classroom on the front row and having a food technology teacher ask us to write down our goals for the next 10 years. And I wrote that and we had to present it. And it was very easy for me, whereas other people, it wasn't that easy. And just the idea of New York has always stayed there, no matter what career I wanted to pursue or now I want to start a business. It's always stayed there for me. And I feel like you hear a lot of people talking about, well, you hear a lot of people giving up on their goals and a lot of motivational speakers talking about never giving up on your goals. And I never realized until quite recently that I've never technically given up on that goal. I've just been working towards it in different ways. And now that I'm starting a business, it's more realistic than what it would be for me joining in a company, I would say. But yeah, that's enough about New York. I'm now going to tell you a bit more about my why. And I've got this down because, well, I haven't really spoke about it. And it's something I want to share with you. So I'm moving to my other notepad because I have, I have my diary notepad and then I have a notepad or two that I take with me whenever I'm going to like places like university or whenever I'm carrying my laptop, which means I'm going to stay somewhere for longer than 20 minutes, for example. And so in this notepad, I remember writing this. I was, um, I think I was in, a cafe, a cafe type restaurant, which is called VIPs. And silly me, I went in and I wanted a hot chocolate. And in the UK, a hot chocolate is a little bit thicker than a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. And it's just cocoa powder and even milk or water, depending how you make it. But I didn't realize, but in Spain, it's used as a dipping sauce. And here's me with a mug of hot chocolate, drinking it, not dipping anything into it. And a lot of people looking at me weirdly. Luckily, it wasn't rush hour. Um, 
but yeah, while I was sitting there eating a croissant and drinking that hot chocolate, I had a, a lot of weird looks, but I had this notepad in front of me and I was jotting down ideas. And I started off by jotting down what I wanted the business to be. So some of the key things in my business, which I'm not going to share with you yet, but I might soon enough. As soon as my business is launched, I will share this with you. Um, So I've got things like the different teams that I would have inside the company and what they would do, who would work with who. And then I got home, I think it was either that day or a few days later, I wrote down a a really in-depth version of my why. And I also wrote down teams. So I wrote down the different services I will be offering, what teams I will be grouped into. And then that comes under the overall brand, um, etc. And for the core reasoning, I did something that I've heard other people talk about before, which is based off of Simon Sinek's version of starting with why. So you ask yourself, why are you selling this product or service? But then a lot more people now are asking themselves why, but then asking them why that why is important and doing that multiple times until you can't go no further. And so I did this and I think I got seven or eight times deep and I just wanted to share it with you. And if you're thinking about starting a company, I would definitely implore you to do one of these because it really makes you think about why are you really doing this? And I knew my final core reason, but I didn't know all the reasonings in between. And that really helped me to sketch everything down and also when business planning i prefer to write on paper because um i feel like it gets my ideas down as opposed to if i write them on a word document online um on my laptop it doesn't feel like it's written whereas if i've physically wrote it down on paper i feel like it's written because i press keys on my laptop all day and the same with on my phone and so If I actually physically write it, it's that different action and it feels like it's actually real as opposed to it being digital. I don't know whether that sounds silly or whether people resonate with that, but that's my perception. Okay, so going into this why that I mentioned that I will share with you. So my first core reasoning is help businesses become more up-to-date and proficient with social media and technology and yeah so that's my first reason and then so why why do i want to help businesses become more up to date and proficient with social media and technology well i had to write down because i enjoy it because it is what i enjoy and it's something that i'm okay at and so after that um this is when it starts to get a bit deeper I wrote down, I like knowing the future of tech and where the world is going. And I wrote this down because I remember, and this is another part of my life that is ingrained. I remember moving schools on my 
final foster carer, who at the time I didn't know was going to be my final foster carer. And this was the first time I ever had to move schools. I moved around a lot of foster homes, but moving schools was something I didn't do. And so at the start of year five, wow, that seems like ages ago. At the start of year five, I was probably about 10. Wow, that's ages ago. 10 years ago. Wow. Um, so 10 years ago, I remember I went to my old school the first day of year five and said to everyone, this is going to be my last day here. I want to take down your details so I can stay in contact. And that was crazy because I'd been at this school since the beginning of my school career. And to know that I had to leave was completely profound. It was a completely profound idea. And it was quite crazy. And I knew that on that day, the next day, I had to start a new school and meet a whole load of new people. And so I turned up on that 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 first day of the year um, at my old school and said to everyone, I want your number in a notepad. And I have that notepad somewhere. I've spoke to, well, since then, I've spoke to one or two people, which is crazy because, well, you take people's numbers for a reason. And everyone's changed. It's quite crazy how much everyone's changed. Um, but yeah, staying on track. So when I, I went to my new school that first day, and I think my foster care was with me at that point. Yeah, I think they dropped me off in the reception, um, like the secretary area. And the secretary took me into my classroom. And the teacher, who was also, it was also her first day, um, said, we can face this together. Her name was Miss Mystery. And it's, it's a pretty cool name. And yeah, so, so I turned up at the class and I remember after a few weeks, I'd made friends and I think it was a year, a year passed and I went to my friend's house for the first time and we went into his living room and he had an Xbox and I'd never even heard of an Xbox. And so I was like, oh, wow, I've never heard of this. The only thing I've, I had ever heard of was a PlayStation 2 and a Wii, um, a Nintendo Wii. And I loved those. Oh, and a Game Boy and a Nintendo DS, but they're not exactly consoles. So I walked in and he switched his Xbox on and it beeped and it made noises and it was this really cool screen and it was white and um, he put this game on his big screen in the living room and this game was Halo 3. And I remember just watching him play it. I didn't have time to have a go on it, but I watched him play it and I was so amazed. And the other thing is when I was at this school as well, we got to go on computers and we had, um, or we got to use the mini laptops and I just felt like really up to date and really cool. And like, I felt really futuristic using a mini laptop because I was like, wow, this is amazing. 
And because I never used this before, and most other people had, I probably got a few people looking at me quite funny when I got really excited to go on a laptop. And now I use a laptop daily. But it's just crazy because as times change, I always got really excited about technology and the different things. And one thing I'm really excited about at the moment is voice, but also um, smart homes because it really intrigues me. And I think it's really cool. It's going to be really futuristic, like um, movies like Total Recall, where you can just go up to a fridge and tell it to order something and it will order it or you won't even have to tell the fridge and it will just automatically order you some milk. So you have it in. And I just find that really cool. And I use the word cool because that's the only word I can use for tech. I always find tech cool. And so, yeah, I've gone a bit off track there, but that's where that point stems from. And soon after i think it was christmas after seeing that xbox i actually got one and it was just amazing i i just couldn't believe the graphics and then now i look back at those graphics and i think wow they're not the best are they <laughs> but it's crazy how tech is changing and so from that point um which will also relate to what i've just told you about my past um i wrote down as a child I felt like I was the last to know. And I say that because I went to this school and everyone knew how to use a laptop and I didn't. And the same with an Xbox. And so, and I was also never the person that would um, be the first to get something. So an example I can use in modern times, the new iPhone or the new Samsung, when I got to secondary school, high school, um, I was never the person to get that new phone. I, I was usually the person who got it three or four years later. And whenever I got it, I was amazed at how quick it was. And they laughed at me because they had had that a few years earlier. And so it's always intrigued me, that idea of how quick technology is changing. And even with social media, as I found out just over a year ago now that social media has only really been around about 10 to 15 years. And that for me, I know when I'm older, my kids or grandkids, um, touch wood, are going to laugh at me because they're going to be saying, Gareth, my, my dad, my granddad, whatever, is older than social media. And it's just going to be something that I get laughed at when I'm older which will be exciting, won't it? And anyways, keeping it on track, I also wrote down, um, as a child, I was last to know, and as a child, my favourite sure, my favorite store shut down. I don't know why I wrote this down. Um, I remember going to a store called Woolworths, and it does still exist, but only online, I believe. And I always used to love going there and looking at the Nintendo DS games. And that makes me sound so old but also the game boy games for those of you that ever played game boy if there's anyone that is anyone that's i don't even know 15 or younger they probably won't appreciate a game boy um and game boys are just amazing and they they were really pixelized like 
you could see the squares of the pixels and it was just ridiculous the graphics they were ridiculously bad but i used to love that and i used to love going to the stores and looking at the variety of games and i still do today i love looking at new films and the covers of the films and like some of the cool tech that i see on business insider and tech insider on social media um those pages i just love seeing it whether like i just love that innovation and the creativity of what's driving the world forward and one of the recent things that i thought was really awesome was elon musk and that tunnel that he's made underground where cars just go onto basically an elevator um and then they get taken underground and then whisked off to some other place on the other side of the country which is pretty cool um yeah and then after that i wrote down that i grew up with adversity i was bullied um and i was also known for being different and i always saw that as a bad thing until i got to high school and then probably my first or second year of high school i embraced it and i think that was probably one of the best things i ever did embracing what makes you different and people still laughed at me don't get me wrong and people still bullied me and laughed at me for being different laughed at me for not getting the new phone when it came out um yeah those type of things and even when blackberries came out i was never the person that wanted a blackberry because i didn't see the point in a blackberry and i never got one and even when new phones came out i didn't upgrade to a blackberry i just left blackberries altogether i never had one my sister had one but i never was interested and yeah and so i've i've wrote that down but i didn't really have much to say from that because it was pretty self explanatory and if there's anybody out there that's listening to this and they often feel low because people laugh at them because they're different the one thing the one thing that is probably one of the best things i've ever done in my life is embracing the fact that i'm different and to this day it's moved me forward mountains more than other people in my class and i say in my class because i'm still in classes but that's the best way to compare people of my age or a similar age group to me and ever since embracing myself as different it's allowed me to move on and do better things and it's put me ahead of the rest of my class and my age group um well the general age group but anyways yeah so it's it's put me it's put me ahead of that curve and yeah i i definitely say if you feel a bit different and people laugh at you and especially if any of you are in school or college um and sometimes university depending what university you go to i definitely say to embrace the fact that you're different and for me it was the fact that i was in foster care and the fact that i didn't really have a dad and that was because he died back in 2010 and i embraced the hell out of that 
And my sister, however, she's two years older than me. And she went to high school. And obviously I was still in primary school at this time. And she, well, we both got told that when we go to school, we can either say that we're in foster care or we can say that we live with our nan or our auntie. And they said that because they wanted to see if we, basically if we wanted to pretend that, because she knew that previously um, my sister, I think it was, wasn't very confident and didn't really feel like she wanted to be known as the person that was in foster care. She wanted to just feel a bit normal. And so as soon as I came into secondary school and started telling her friends that like whenever I saw my sister, I used to wave at her. And the reason I did that was because I knew that her friends um, and her as a person that she'd get embarrassed. And I was probably that really annoying brother. And yeah, so my sister said that we were living with our auntie or our nan or whatever, when actually we were in foster care. And as soon as I came to secondary school, high school, um, I came along and said, well, I'm in foster care. And people laughed at me. And obviously it does hurt when people laugh at you, especially when you're that young, when you're 13 years of age and people are laughing at you. But I think that helped me build the fact that I don't care what anyone says about me anymore. Like there is certain things that will get to me, but generally um, I'm a lot more resilient. And I always use the word resilient because that's one of the words that I would say is one of my strong points. Um, so not letting people get to you and embracing the fact that you're different was my next point in that core reasoning. The next point, um, before the final point is prove myself, prove to myself, um, prove to myself and okay. So I've wrote this really nastily. I've wrote prove to myself that I can do it, build friends and family that I've never really had and to prove the bullies and haters wrong. And I say bullies and haters, like I am holding on to that, but by bullies and haters, I mean the press because when I was about to do my GCSEs at the end of high school and basically my set of exams, I had 21 exams. And at that point, I was getting really stressed out because I always saw on the news that um, something like 70% of children that have been in care end up in jail. And for me, I was petrified. I didn't want to end up in jail. I didn't want to be the person in 30 years that when they have a, a school meetup to basically so all the students get to see what all the other students are doing. I didn't want to be that person that sorry, he can't attend because he's in jail type of thing. And so I wrote that down. And when I say build family and friends, I mean build a close-knit kind of society, like my circle in my company. And I want it to feel not just like a bunch of friends that are colleague, like work friends. I wanted it to be 
like actual friends that would want to spend time with each other outside of work and maybe want to go bowling on a Saturday evening or something like that. And so I wrote down these multiple points and now you start to see the, the whole value of the culture of my company that I'm building and you see where it all stems from. And then finally, my final point, which I knew anyways, is to make my father and my siblings proud. And for obvious reasons, that is there. So yeah, that's basically my core reasoning. And I've, I've tried to explain it in detail. So you'll understand where all of this emotion comes from. It's not just, it's not just an idea. It's a lot more than that. And even if the business fails, that, that core reasoning is never going to change. It's always going to be my reason. It's just going to be the way I execute it that will be different. And I'm sure as I start to progress in this business now over the next few weeks and months, I'm going to learn a lot and change the way I do things because you've got to constantly be inventing and reinventing yourself. So that is my reasoning. And I've realized I've just babbled on about my reasoning for about 10 to 20 minutes. Um, those core reasonings explain basically why I'm not going to give up. And over the past nine months, it would have been so easy for me to just say after three months that, no, I don't think this is for me. I'm not going to do this. But instead I've kept at it and I've built the website nearly twice. I didn't fully finish the first one. Um, when the business was called net social. Um, but I didn't give up on the fact that I want to start a business because I want to see if it's for me. I want to, um, experiment. I want to try different things and I want to enjoy life. And finally, the final point in my diary is gratitude and appreciation. I've spoke about this previous, but it's something that has definitely came out a lot more to me over the past few weeks. So much so that a few days ago or weeks ago, I'm not sure, I reached out to my friends and some of my closest friends and I basically just said that, um, hi guys, I appreciate you and thank you for everything you've done and helped me with in my life so far. And bearing in mind, I've known these people like a year and a half now, but they have helped me a lot and I've reached out to some of the closest people in my life and said, well, thank you. I appreciate you. And it just might seem a bit unorthodox to some people, but I want them to know that I appreciate them and not just so I can use them more in the future, even though I know that I probably will ask them for a lot over the next few years. And I'm sure they will ask me for a few bits and bobs along the way too. But I just wanted to talk about the fact that showing the people around you that you appreciate them is quite important and you may not know it, but your friends may feel like you don't appreciate them. And so I just wanted to share that with you and to bring it to a close there. I just want to say a huge thank you if you are still listening to this. Um, I know I have just rambled on for 20 minutes about my why and my past, but hopefully you might find some value in that. 
and I didn't lie about any of the things I spoke truly. And so that should have gave you more of an insight than some of the previous episodes into some of the things I went through during primary and secondary slash um, primary and high school um, along my life because I know in previous episodes I haven't really gone that deep and it's something that I've wanted to do for a while. I'm also going to be releasing a documentary. I haven't started filming it yet, but I've been talking about it for a while now um, about my life. I want to talk about like my family. I want to talk about my mom and my dad. Uh, well, I'm, I'm probably probably going to have something that's like my mom, my dad, my siblings, and another section. And it's going to talk in depth about those areas in particular in each video. So you get to see like a lot more of my past and my current situation and where my thoughts are at. So I'm really excited to start making that. I just need to get around to making it. But that should, I'll keep you guys posted on that because that's not going to go anywhere. That, that's going to stay in my head. Um, I'm not going to let that go. But yeah, if you're still listening, thank you so much for listening. I would really, really appreciate it if you could drop a comment about what you thought. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would really, really love it if you could write it um, either five stars or one star, depending on how you found it. Um, and just any feedback and support or comments or questions, whatever. Um, and I'll get around to answering them. If you want to follow me on social media or you want to see what I do on a day-to-day basis or you just want to reach out on social media, feel free. All my social media will be in the description of this podcast. And I'd just like to say a huge thank you to all of you. It's now been nine months and I know that there's some people that have been here since day one and there's some people that are new and yeah, just a huge thank you to all of you. I really appreciate you for coming to listen to this and I hope that you found some value in me talking about the things I've talked about today. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I will see you next week. Fingers crossed we have a guest. Um, I'm trying to get a really big guest, but He's not good at picking up emails. (laughs) Anyways, my name is Gareth Rafferty and this has been Building from the Bottom, part of the Madrid series. And I will see you next week. Have an awesome week and thanks again. Bye.